Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Hey everybody, welcome back. Thank you guys so much for joining us for episode three. Uh, I'm super excited to be talking about the movie. Three Amigos, 1986 cult classic. Three Amigos. And in the studio, guys, we have, uh, we're very pleased to, I, I said in the studio, but we're not really in the studio. <laughs> we, we call it, we call it the studio also. <laughs> we're on the road in someone else's studio. Wherever four mics are present, <laughs> it is a studio. <laughs> we have Kalamazoo podcasters, Nick Lancaster. Say. Oh, hi. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew J. Pytel is in uh, in the studio with us here as well. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey, guys. Hey. Thanks, for, uh, thanks, thanks for being on. Thanks for having us. <laughs> it's great to be here. Yeah. All right. So we made you guys watch uh, a movie. and uh, uh-huh. <laughs> You inflicted it upon us. Right. Sure. Uh, before we get started, though, we always like to remind everybody, if you've never seen the movie, if you've never seen Three Amigos, we want to uh, remind you now just to shut the podcast off. Yeah. Go find the movie somehow. <laughs> Preferably somehow. not on YouTube where it's all pitch pitched up and uh-huh. crazy sounding. But uh, yeah, you can find it out there somewhere. Watch the movie and come back to us after you've seen it so you can listen to the discussion. Okay, you're, you're back. back. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> it's the greatest of all time. Sp- spoiler zone. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be... Uh, what? They what, all what, die. What was it? Ne- <laughs> Dude, did I see a different movie? I mean... <laughs> I mean, on a long enough timeline. Yeah, you like, watched Trace Amigos. Trace Amigos, it's the Netflix bootleg version. It's the snakes on the train. Of- with Rick Moranis. Yeah. <laughs> it's with Richard Moranis. It's a- yes, not even Rick. A 22-year-old guy. Doesn't know what he's getting into. Yeah, it's Dick Moranis. So yeah, it's, a- just- <laughs> it's pronounced Moranis. Um, guys. Uh, so, yeah, we subjected you to this film. Uh, we want to know. So most of the people that we've had on the show uh, have seen the movie before. Mm-hmm. So you guys are one of the few. I think Stu McAllister, we also made him watch uh, Groundhog Day for yes. the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, so you guys had never seen the film. Uh, right off the bat, we want to get your uh, first impressions of the film. Just a quick little did you like it, did you hate it sort of thing. I uh, So for being a movie from the 80s, Set in Mexico in 1916, I expected it to hold up not as I did not expect it to hold up as well as I thought it did. Yeah, um, I I enjoyed uh, long parts of the movie. I thought there were some really good bits, um, but you know, uh, 32 years old, not you know, <laughs> seeing it for the first time, I don't have that like shade of nostalgia that I'm sure a lot of people. Yeah, have about for it. sure. Is it going to be uh, offensive if I ask you guys how old you are? No, no. absolutely not. All right, how old are you guys? I'm twenty. Nick, uh, me, I'm twenty-seven. Okay, I'm twenty-five. All right, okay. so this so movie you guys are young. is yeah. way older than you guys. <laughs> way older. And we I, we are way older than you guys. I, uh, <laughs> so like my my impression of it was like I I think I saw it and I don't think I I didn't laugh as much, but mm-hmm. I also definitely understood as like this is like classic SNL humor yeah, from like that time period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very Lorne Michaels. Yeah, so he's like, actually one of the writers. Yeah. yeah. So I like, I understood what it was doing. I understand. I understood like the, the sort of like tongue in cheek stuff, like that, that sort of sense mm-hmm. of humor. Like I got it. And there were a few moments that like made me laugh pretty hard. So it's like, yeah, like kind of mirroring what Andrew said. I was going into it thinking like, mm, going to be a lot of brown face. And, uh, <laughs> it actually, it held up pretty well and like a yeah. lot of the the like hispanic actors were of hispanic actually hispanic yeah. yeah yeah no there was a moment where we can get into it later but we saw like guapo and we were like is that a white dude no <laughs> and we, we imd beat it and it was like oh yes. shit it's actually like <laughs> yeah he's like a mexican star yes. like he was yeah. in 
Yeah, like stage and screen and all. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I remember him. I remember him from Romancing the Stone, which I'm sure you guys never watched. No. <laughs> yeah. You'd have literally and no he, reason to watch that movie. Oh, <laughs> shut up. it's so fantastic. And he and he plays like this crazy guy from and he's in Colombia, so mm-hmm. obviously he's not playing um, a Mexican, but he um, he reads romance novels, and it's the only way that they like survive this thing because he's like, "You're Joan Wilder." This isn't going to make sense to you guys, but our audience is like, "Hell yeah, I fucking." <laughs> love that movie <laughs> no they're not <laughs> uh yeah and he also shows up uh in the movie coco like yes! the most recently yeah i saw that he was too. like papa oh, julio and he was papa julio in something coco? like yeah 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 so yeah, coco was good he's yes. still working man um i it's, it's giving me and there was a line pretty early on when the amigos were interpreting uh, what they were doing and they and they assumed that guapo was the best actor to ever come out of mexico yes and that kind of gave like a little bit of like haha wink yeah. humor when Here, it was actually well, yeah let's got a listen clip. look boys i know showbiz something always turns up telegram from the three amigos three amigos hollywood california you are very great <laughs> <laughs> 100,000 pesos to come to Santa Poco, put on show, stop. The infamous El Guapo. What does that mean, infamous? Oh, Dusty. <laughs> infamous is, is when you're more than famous. This man, El Guapo, is not just famous. This He's man, El Guapo. infamous. 100,000 pesos to do a personal appearance with this guy, El Guapo, who is probably the biggest actor to ever come out of Mexico. The infamous, infamous. <laughs> yeah. So there, hey, that was kind of a good segue into meeting uh, the three amigos themselves. We've got mm-hmm. uh, Chevy Chase, uh, Martin Short, and Steve Martin. And Chevy plays Dusty Bottoms. <laughs> uh, Steve Martin is Lucky Day, and Martin Short is Ned Nederlander. Yeah, Ned Nederlander. Yeah. <laughs> the I, child actor. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this like, little Nettie. Nettie, yeah. get your gun. <laughs> That he goes to war. <laughs> I feel like p- part of the reason why this movie is so iconic is that um, it sort of set that precedent of like, because there's, there's been a few movies out that have like sort of done this premise before where it's like famous actors get mistaken for like yeah. heroes and then are sent. Oh, like then, Galaxy Quest. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, there you go. Tropic the- Thunder is, is where <laughs> we landed uh, yesterday when it was like, oh, is this prototypical Tropic Thunder? Yeah. And it, at, at the end of it, I was like, you know what? I think it was less offensive than Tropic Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Less brown face. Yes. It made yeah. me less brown face and no one said the R word. It was like, <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Way to well, fucking go, Lauren Michael. Well, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Can we? Speak? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, totally. Okay. I should ask yeah. that first. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess I should put that as a disclaimer at the beginning, just so nobody's like on pins and needles. Yeah, definitely right. when we do a Disney movie, we want to put that at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a movie that came out in 2009 called My Name is Bruce. Okay. That uh, it, it's Bruce Campbell. Because oh, like, I was super into like Sam Raimi and the Evil Dead movies. Like, you know, I made a zombie movie when I was a kid and all that. But the <laughs> you guys should watch it. You know, we, I terrible. like Bruce Campbell. Yeah. But like, there's a movie called My Name is Bruce that he wrote and directed. And it's essentially like a town of people seeing like him in movies. And then they contact him. And he's like this washed up actor who's like 
drinking whiskey out of his dog's like bowl in his trailer that he lives in. And so he thinks it's a gig. And then these people are like, no, these there are actual like zombies or, or whatever that call him up. And he ends up in this town and he's like, he thinks it's a gig. And then like sure. very quickly realizes, oh, this is real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, like just like this movie. Yeah. It's it's wild that like I feel like the three amigos like that's part of why it's lasted so long is that it like kind of paved the way for like this type of movie. Yeah, the classic mistaken identity. Yeah, so we should kind of discuss that, I guess. So these guys, big uh, Hollywood movie stars back in the early 1900s uh, during uh, silent silent films. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. which is strange. I mean, clearly they did a bunch of stage acting or or stage shows uh, because they have all their song and dance. Yeah, and it's it's very vaudevillian, which with with set in 1916 is really accurate for the time is that they're doing those acts because that's what was really popular. And that's how you got in the movies where you're traveling shows. Sure. Yeah. And I was uh, I was excited for the costuming being uh, to the time period, at least for the most part. Like when they were told to remove their clothes and give them back to the studio, they were wearing more clothes than I was wearing while I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. Still, like their underwear cover every part of their body. Right, and it would yeah. And the the guy that calls wardrobe mm-hmm. is Phil Hartman. Yeah, a comedian. Holy shit! It was Phil Hartman. Yes. Phil Hartman and John yeah. Lovitz. Yes, I, I recognize like, Lovitz. I did not recognize yeah, he's Phil like, Hartman. He's I'm gonna like, wardrobe. That, I'm right, sorry. Let's, Joe Montana. Yeah. Yes. Okay, scene. so let's set that all up then. Yeah. So. They uh they do a bunch of movies. They hit one bad film that tanks on them, and then they refuse to do another one until they get more money, and then they're fired by the studio. But here is that all as it actually happened in the film. So let's give a listen here to Joe Montaigne. Got to get back to basics. Shooting for love. Wanderers of the West. The ride of the three amigos. All the great amigo pictures had one thing in common. Three wealthy Spanish landowners who fight for the rights of peasants. Now that's something everyone likes. It's a people idea. It's a story a nation can sink its teeth into. But then came those darn amigos. <laughs> those a darn box amigos. office failure. <laughs> nobody went to see it because nobody cares about three wealthy Spanish landowners on a weekend in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, we meet, sorry. Mike adjustments. Sorry about that. Uh, we meet Joe Montana there. Uh, he is Harry Flugelman. Yeah. The uh, the studio head, I guess. Uh, classic asshole studio head. You know? Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he has like two little squeaky henchmen. And they are played by John Lovitz and Phil Hartman. So here's a little clip of those two. Why don't you tell the boys about the Code Cheese picture, Marty? Phil Hartman. Right. You can hear you can hear the yeah, Phil Hartman yeah. in there now. Yeah. And John Lovitz, you can't. Sandy and Irving are working on it right now. Yeah, obviously. You'll meet Code Cheese. At first, you think he's a terrible guy. You fight. <laughs> then, you get to know him. You come to respect each other. And at the end of the picture, you're friends. Right. So, yeah. There they are. They show up. And it's, I'm mm-hmm. sad. That's the only time they're in the movie. Yeah, me like, too. Yeah. yeah. I, we actually, we thought that was like going to be a premonition of how the movie goes. Yeah. Which, which maybe was was a built piece of irony there where maybe they were like putting that over us like, aha, uh-huh, maybe we teased it. Maybe we teased it. <laughs> yeah. We won't tell you till the end how it turns out. <laughs> wow. I think you guys really delved deep into this. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I really liked, before we get off of that part, just because sure. it's very tightly tied to then, is as they're doing the establishing shot of the studio, the billboard for those darn amigos <laughs> is like in the big third of of the shot there and i thought that was just a funny throwaway gag yeah and then it was this is a bad movie and that was there was whole setting the premise yeah, and i was they, like 
Oh, the studio clearly wasted a yeah. lot of their budget yeah. on, on that, just trying to make Mr. it. Frugelman was the details were good in this film, and it's good. fun uh, that John Lovitz shows up. Like John Lovitz is a uh, a marker for me of a decent film. Like whenever he shows up, and I'm always sad that he shows up for just a few seconds, yes. but it's always well worth it. Like uh, eventually, we're going to be covering the movie A League of Their Own. And he oh. shows up in that movie, and he, he's, he's my favorite part of the movie. Uh, <laughs> he's got the scene when he sits down with that guy on the train, and he looks at him, and he's talking about his job, and he looks at him, and he goes, if I, I had, had your job, job I'd, I'd kill, kill myself. myself. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you wait here, I'll go try to dig up a gun. <laughs> and that's like the, that's all he's needed for. Hey, Just, milkmaid, see the grass? <laughs> don't eat it. <laughs> go climb back under the cow. That's yeah. the, um, I don't want you. I want the one that But again, that's a movie we didn't watch, so... <laughs> That's Sorry, fun. guys. Is that just it's, like is that John teaser. Lovitz's thing? Does he just do that? I I guess. I mean, that's where I, I mean, you see. There's now that I think about it, the movies that I've seen with John Lovitz in them, he hasn't been in them for very. Yeah, long. what does he star in? I mean, there's right. not that many. Yeah, so. Uh, Lost in Paradise. He was yeah. kind of like a star in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, trapped in paradise. No, oh yeah, trapped yeah. in paradise. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, Nicolas Cage and <laughs> Rat Race. Thanks, thanks, Google. Has, <laughs> saying that with a very flat tone because I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I love Rat Race. Andrew has entered the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you guys, uh, when you first opened up the movie here and started watching, were you worried that we made you watch a musical? Yes. Right uh, no, but I was. I there was just there was a good amount of music in it. I, yeah. I like Golden Era musicals, and I like that they were very much like doing that sparsely sure um mm-hmm. it did fit in this weird where it was it was just a little bit which was kind of like if you guys saw the the new jungle book um hmm. they do the songs but it, it doesn't have like you expect a musical to be i think around one third sung generally and sure. the rest of it's yeah. book stuff and this was probably like one eighth and a lot like the other movie. I was like, so like, eh, it's just, it's kind of weird when there's just a little bit of it. It's kind of weird. It's like, well, why are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> for 17 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do it, do it more. And or just don't do it. <laughs> it's super campy, all of yeah, it. And it's best. so fun for me. Oh, yeah. Well, totally. like, the part where they're like at the campfire singing yeah. the song yes. and like the animals <laughs> and like the turtle. Cause I was watching, I was like, is that a real turtle? A turtle. <laughs> In the desert. Yeah. That's yeah, so they do stupid. the opening credits with singing the song. Yes. Uh-huh. Which seems to live in a world of its own. When I was young, my sister and I watched the shit out of this movie when we were little. Um, we used to try to hold our breath during the long note oh. that they sing, and we never could. We were always like, okay, ready? All right, and then, yeah, it totally Let's work. take a listen. Yeah. Uh, again, this is kind of a long clip, so feel free to talk over this while yes, we yes. discuss. But yeah, here it is. Oh, hold on. Back it up. Wait a second. Back the thing up. Wait. I had to kill John or Joe Montana real quick first. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, no. If I had a nickel, <laughs> someone has to do it. Yes. Not a good song. Uh, it's more of an earworm sort of thing where it's just inside your brain forever. Yes. We are singing exposition. <laughs> <laughs> Singing exposition in the intro kind of works though, because this is what you open onto of yes. the film. Yes, is, is like we got to set the stage for. Is this going to be like a serious movie? No, 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 not, no, right. not at all. Right. It, yeah, it really. I mean, it sets up the vibe. The costumes are fully shown. This is going to clearly be a campy uh, Lauren Michaels type. Uh, right. 
and I, I feel like that that like changes your expectations a little bit too. It's like if I know that it's gonna be like a little tongue in cheek. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Wait. Wait. It's one of those deals where it's so long yeah. that it got not funny and then funny again. Yeah, yes. it's like right about and release. All right. <laughs> uh. And then the then for no reason, just the end high note. Wow. <laughs> so you know, stupid. I mean, this is a little, it, it's a semi off topic, but we also used to hold our breath um, at uh, um, Princess Bride when she would fall under the sand. Oh, please mm-hmm. tell me you guys see, have seen yeah. Princess Bride. Okay, thank God. I'm I not done for the first that. time last year. I, I have not. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. <laughs> okay, good. I'm not alone. When right. when uh, she goes into the, the quicksand and uh-huh. then she can't, yeah, never mind. Oh, you yeah. guys, it's our, our audience is like, oh my gosh, yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. You guys know. Yeah, she goes in, under the, in the, yeah, in the forest. That, that was on a list of movies that my girlfriend has curated that are classics yes. that I haven't seen. Uh, I have so lapses like in pop and, culture knowledge. Like There's that like and stuff Sandlot. that I know. <gasps> You, you haven't seen Sandlot? Or Goonies. How, Shut I'm going to need you up. to leave. Or, <laughs> Get out of my oh house. Oh my God, uh, you're kidding me. Uh, uh, yeah, just like a lot of movies like that. That How have I never seen What did you do as a child? So, did you like actually like, study? This off on someone play else, outside? Did you, did you play outside? play Pokemon the whole time? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sci-fi uh, kind of okay. like sci-fi. Like that's, I've seen, you know, I saw all of the Star Trek movies, even the bad ones when oh, I was okay. a kid. All right, I'll raise you never like, seeing Goonies. I've never seen Star Wars. None of them. <gasps> Matt, are you serious? I absolutely, I'm serious. Okay. I am Star- dying right now. This was like a but thing that my friends Star made Trek? fun of. <laughs> no, have... none of them. Oh, you, I am you, the you opposite. Gotta see, you gotta, you gotta watch Star Trek Four. <laughs> you got it. They bring the whales back. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> if just for that, then I guess we're. Have in. you seen yeah. Spaceballs? It's the, yes. they go back okay. in time. Well, here's what pisses me. So you've seen the <laughs> the satire of yeah, Star I've Wars. Seen the, the the third best Star Wars movie. <laughs> here's what pisses me off about Star Wars: the Nick Lancaster story. Uh, <laughs> I have not I have not seen the original trilogy. I think I saw them Why not? like I've seen I've seen like the TV versions of those okay. when I was a child, and like it didn't leave like a lasting impact on me. Right. Yeah. I would like to see the new versions, or like the the I would like to see like the the original films, but there's no way to see them without like. The George Lucas CGI edition. Oh, there is. Both. I have them on VHS. I okay, still have well, that's VHS like the player. only way to get them. <laughs> that's yeah. the only way to get them really, now. Like the VHS is because there are, there's these cuts that are doing their best to restore it to its original state, but then it's really hard to find them. And yeah, so it's like I would like to see them. Hey, but if I'd you like... want to see uh, the original Star Wars movie done up, just watch. Um, uh, was it Force Awakens? Just watch episode seven. Oh, I get it. It's just it's just the take. original one. <laughs> what a hot take! <laughs> it's not. It literally is. It's it's the same. J.J. Abrams got tasked with rebooting his franchise, and the same way he did Star Trek uh, by just doing original plot lines over again. You know, it makes it feel like home. So the three amigos. <laughs> I was really. <laughs> No segue. <laughs> so yeah, three. No, it's okay. We're here to talk about whatever. No, this is great. This is I guarantee good. there are people that are loving this right now that are sure. listening oh, God, that I hate me so. so much for never yeah, watching exactly. them. Yeah. It's it's not Matt, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they get offered a uh, hundred thousand pesos to go to Mexico and help this tiny town. Okay, this is the story um, <laughs> that we have from watching the movie is I go to Google. Did you try to find out how much 100,000 pesos is? So I go to Google what 100,000 pesos is worth and it auto completes to in 1916. Sure. And I didn't know why 
because they there's had no, different there's no pesos. Like, there's no like title card on the movie to say it's set in 1916. So I look up what's a hundred thousand pesos worth in 1986, and it's really low. And I'm like, that's that's weird. Uh, I'm like, oh, I should look where the movie's set because this seems like this is not set in the 80s, and it's set in 1916. I was like, oh, it was trying to tell me at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Google <laughs> was trying to tell me what you're, I didn't know I was looking for yet. You're not the first person to ask this yeah. question. What did you uh, What did you find out? Uh, what is it, like a couple hundred thousand dollars? Sure. It's well, like $400,000. Okay, so I Googled how much is 100,000 pesos in money now, right? Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's only like 4,500 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, that is not, that makes it funnier for me. I was like, no way. Yeah. Like they were doing all this work for $4,500. And then I started looking into it and I realized, well, pesos, like the bottom fell out of the peso in like the seventies. Yeah. And they switched money. I got like they, they changed oh, yeah. it. So back then, uh, a hundred thousand pesos was worth, <laughs> wait for it, uh, was worth $42,000 American. In 2000 or in 19, uh, 1916. Mm-hmm. So still a chunk of change. Yeah. And then converted to current funds, which the website that I went to only went as, as current as 2015. It was worth, uh, $912,000. So okay, okay. it was a huge chunk. Cause I thought they were in the scene where they talk about what they're going to do yeah. with their mm-hmm. cut of the money. And there were these big outlandish like things yeah. that they wanted to do. And I was like, they're getting $4,500. So it made me laugh. <laughs> right. I, was like, yeah. I was like, even back then, $4,500 was not a ton yeah. of money. Right. Uh, back then, it was a ton of money. Well, I know, but I mean, not enough for them to five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a couple hundred thousand dollars now. Yeah, at least. I mean, people were making like twenty dollars a week, or less twenty dollars a month, twenty dollars a year. I don't yeah. even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, twenty dollars uphill both ways in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to Mexico, uh-huh. and I the first. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. But no, before we get there. It does mean to cut you we off. Got, yeah, I got these clips I want to play. They're, they're linear in nature. I want to be cut off. So, <laughs> y'all got to get used to Before this. they get to Mexico, they've got to run back into the studio and steal oh, their clothes. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And there's oh, the hideous costume. There's the iconic scene where yes, when he's, he's, he's on the roof it. trying to get their attention. Uh, now, mind you, I cut off a lot of this, but there's still a lot of it left. I cut off all the regular whistling like a bird, and this is what he resorted to. So hang to. on, before you play it. Okay, so Steve Martin is standing at the top, and he's trying to get their attention because he finally got up there, and they're just not paying attention yeah. to him whatsoever. Just sitting on the curb in the studio lot, and then they hear, well, they don't hear this coming from above. Right, right on the hey you guys. I think they they do the first shot of all of them in the scene together, and he's just like three feet yeah, of them. He's the not whole that time. high, right. up that much I mean, higher. It's like what you were talking about with like the thing where it's like, it's okay, it's funny. Oh, I get it. It's not funny. It's not funny. Okay, it's like it's gone on long enough where like it's funny again. Yeah, yeah. Like that's really getting to uh, absurdist sort of like mm-hmm. very very proto absurdist humor of right. like wait well, how would they not how would they not hear it <laughs> and i think that's oh. 80s snl was in that yes. same ballpark too they were the this is so absurd, absurd. 
that nobody thinks it's funny yeah. until they think it's funny. And right, which this wouldn't be a podcast Nick and I are on with talking about something that's older without. Me bringing up, it's the Seinfeld isn't funny trope. Not Seinfeld the comedian, Seinfeld the TV show, of a lot of the things that were done right at this time and in this movie, everyone else has been able to build upon and do better in the future that it's really hard to look back at it and view it. Yeah. It's the Alfred Hitchcock isn't scary sure. thing yeah, when you talk about with movies. So a lot of these things might have been very innovative and very even bleeding edge comedically because it's still funny yeah um, yeah th- in a way that we don't know what it was like at the time or we don't nick and i don't right sure uh, because everyone else uh, down to children's tv thought. shows yeah. has had the time to like <laughs> take those funny bits and do them themselves right but even this is very like monty python yeah i was just thinking that too although i think i feel like monty python is it's kind of its own thing. Yeah. I don't think well, this, they're in the same category. This made me think of the uh, Mr. Mister Show with Bob and David sketch. Okay. The story of Everest. Have you ever seen that one? No. He, it's, it's like he comes home from like climbing Mount, Aver- Mount Everest and he, he sees his family and he's regaling this story about climbing Mount Everest and he gets so animated in telling the story that he trips and he slips and falls back and knocks down like three shelves full of thimbles from his mother's house <laughs> knocks the whole thing down the whole family like bob odenkirk is like dressed up in old man makeup sure. they all roar with laughter and so they build it all back up not like because they shot it in front of a live studio audience so like the studio audience had to watch them pick up all the thimbles uh, yeah, put it back on the shelf not the same and then the sketch starts over again starts telling the story he falls back Knocks the thing down again. <laughs> they do this four more times, uh, and they're just, they're just like, punishing the audience. This, 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 no, like, it, but it turned into one of those things where, like, it was okay. It's like God, they're doing it again, and then, and then the last time they do it, they do it one more time, and it's the funniest yeah. thing that you've ever seen in your entire life. Sure. Yeah. I really don't think the fourth time I would think it was funny. <laughs> Well, if you if you if you're in the studio audience waiting 45 minutes for him to set all that shit back up, like they were oh like about God. to turn on them. Yeah, like, yeah God I damn would. it, he did it again. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I would have interrupted and be like, "Don't you fucking fall back on yeah, this show." <laughs> in this movie, I find them doing a, a lot of like avoiding the punchline too, which makes mm-hmm. it more fun. Like, yeah. you can see where they they should have comedically gone, and they just don't go right. that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's uh, it's illustrated a lot in the uh, conversation at the end when he has with uh what's her name what's the Carmen. name Carmen uh well I actually hold on I've got a clip this is way at the end but we're going to get to it now just cuz it makes sense to you want here. to yeah so here's <laughs> here's this I'll come back one day why why <laughs> and then the music stops I love it so well, I thought that maybe you and I could she's like mm. oh Oh, now she gets it. <laughs> Just <laughs> the that they put, they took the steps to put that into the movie during that heartfelt sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, that kind of build up on that the whole time. And she's like, mm, I just wanted you to save my. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Oh. <laughs> what? The 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 sort of upping the ante, taking left turns thing mm-hmm. that is doing the you know getting unfunny and funny again kind of happens again once they've gotten to Mexico and they're in the bar mm-hmm. for the first time and so they're there the cantina yeah and it's set up with the German uh, telling the barkeep that his friends are coming 
and he thinks he'll know who they are. Yes. Okay, good. We, 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 we're at Fairway Town, but so they show up, and they are American people in Mexico, and very don't know what they're doing, <laughs> yeah. and don't know what tequila is. And well, then just the best. As long as we've got some time to kill, I think I'll have a beer. We don't have no beer, just tequila. <laughs> what, what's tequila? Yeah, it's like beer. <laughs> is it fattening? Is it fattening? Yeah, if it's like beer, we'll have some. Three tequilas. Sure, sure, amigos. Enjoy yourselves. Oh, I wish you could see the reaction that they have to it. Yeah. Too much troubles, okay? And I think <laughs> with him calling them amigos there feeds into the, they think they that think oh, sure. they know who, who they, they are. are. That's yeah. Actually yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the three amigos. Totally. And they sort of just stare at everyone in the bar for a little while and have like small talk. And it's very awkward and weird and a weird, awkward scene. Uh-huh. And then uh, they send Dusty to the piano. Yeah. For? To... Everybody! <laughs> my little buttercup has the sweetest... What you I might smile. think was... I smile. I smile. You might think it was going to break <laughs> the awkwardness and it just ups it even oh, yeah. more <laughs> for like three more one, minutes. One. And they're terrified for their lives, so they sing. And And now that song will be stuck in your head for the rest of the day. You're welcome. I did cut it in half just when they had the audience participation part. I figured oh. that was the most important. So mm-hmm. great. And going into that, you you haven't seen them really do anything like that. And so Dusty sits down at the piano and I was like, oh, maybe he'll just like play music and people will like it. And instead, it's the least appropriate thing for the situation. <laughs> yeah. You went from natural awkwardness to like. Broadway awkwardness. <laughs> but they're all still terrified. Like, yeah. what the hell it's is going on? It's funny because they walk in and uh, is it Dusty that immediately says it looks like somebody came through with the ugly stick or yes. something? It just yeah, yeah, them all immediately. Chevy right away. Yeah. Yeah. It shits on everyone. And then <laughs> that's what the Germans do, though, when they first come yeah. in. Right. And uh, like they shit on the Germans. Like they just yeah. turn it back oh, around on them. Oh, look at the sissies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which takes about two seconds for everyone gets shot. Right. <laughs> Uh, and a, and about that whole section, I just have this to say. Anyone else with a comment? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you cut that clip. Nice. Oh that is God. awesome. Yeah. I just love like the the 1986 PG level of violence, where like there's no blood. But there's a ton of people just getting blown These away. Fucking banditos had so many bullets. Well, yeah. Like, how do you have that? <laughs> many, just shooting in the sky. Like the body count for this movie is ridiculous. Well, I think you can easily say this is like a western satire when it, yeah, gets, when yeah. it comes to that. Yeah. Well, everyone like whenever anyone like gets killed or whatever, they do it in the most animated. Just uh-huh. like stands on his knees, puts his hands over his heart, and then like slowly falls over. I think on the his face. falling with the broken railing thing happens like four times oh, yeah. in the so, movie. Where like, it's, you like, can we, obviously <laughs> tell the railing is like pre-broken. And it's, just, well, they, like, it's like it's very like, clean. The guy gets cut. shot, and it just is falling already. Like <laughs> they do that. He falls before the shot. They yeah. show that in their silent film, right? It's right. super hokey. Yeah, and I think it leads the audience to see the other parts as that aren't like if we just saw the scene in the cantina there and everybody was falling over railings, we think this is fucking stupid. Like clearly this is a joke, but we had to see the super fucking hokey version Mm -hmm. in the black and white movie. We're like, okay, that's clearly the fake. Now this is legit. Like this is really happening. Mm -hmm. Right. And they like the rest of the movie is allowed to be shitty, 
because they're already shitty actors. Like the right. the backgrounds are in a lot of cases really hokey and terrible. <laughs> like just a plastic cactus. It was no re- really soon into it that I I made the the like the chime to the people I was watching it with. It was Nick and um, his girlfriend Alicia and my friend Ohm. So I'm glad I paid for the HD version. <laughs> For the fucking super painted canvas and like a plastic cactus in front of it, like, really wow. sparkles. Yeah, they really they really eat up their environment in that film. Yeah, oh, man. they use every square inch. Yeah. Oh my god. There's a part of this movie that that's burning me to death to talk about, but I don't want to skip is all it, the way there. Is it? Is it what we're? Is it? it yeah. Just it's go Ra- for it's it. Randy Newman as yeah. this, as the singing the bush. Fucking as the bush. Singing bush. So they just very casually they introduce. Like otherworldly, yes, yeah. and like <laughs> seriously. So there's there's a literal for about five minutes. Yeah, and then it's over, and it didn't it didn't bring the plot didn't anywhere, matter. so no. it doesn't matter. No. And, and but but it but it is there, and it's not. You know, they don't they don't take it away. Is they weren't on peyote or anything. That I see, on. and that's they, where I went. They're in the desert by themselves. They already said we had to go back. We went three miles, had to go back to get directions. Yeah. I just assumed they were like, it was a fever dream in the desert. If it was just the singing no. bush, I'd buy it. But like the the swordsman, yeah, the, the whole invisible swordsman. swordsman thing. I was like, are y'all serious? And then it's over and it didn't matter <laughs> I, in the first place. That was very Monty Python, <laughs> yes, actually. Yes, that's what I mean. That's yeah. where the Monty Python yeah. comes yes. in. And also, I just assumed when they asked Ned the directions and he read off the directions they got, I just assumed somebody was being a dick and gave Gave them Same. these stupid ass directions. Like these, these these idiots will believe this. Like well, fake right. folklore. You know, I, I think like, that's what I thought when I heard that first too. Right? Because you you think, oh, this is some. They're playing a prank on you, and then it all happens, and it's just like, <laughs> what the actual fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and he shoots to the side, oh, and he shoots the swordsman. Seriously though, like the bush is so annoying. I uh, can't even handle the it. Worst. Yes, uh, like town races. I, She'll be coming around the mountain. Yes, Randy Newman. Randy everyone. Newman singing it. I no, just, we watched oh. the credits, and I was like, that was Randy Newman. Yeah, like, he wrote. The, he was a co-writer in the movie too. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. Yep. I hated that part so much. I mean, I didn't hate it in this. I, it belongs in the movie. Like it's clearly yeah. a part of the film. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It was well, <laughs> it kind of does. I mean, it, it was it was just fucking stupid enough to be in here. But I didn't pull the clip of it because it was awful. Yeah. Like, there's no yeah. reason no, to listen to that again. No just one like, be just the idea that. that they just casually introduce like supernatural ghosts mm-hmm. and spirits. So that had and then to just be like, as a throwaway joke almost. Right. That had to be the left turn, right? They had to set it up with the intention of the audience thinking this was a fake set of directions. And then it just turned out to be real. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then it's, they see... It subverts your expectations the whole way They through. see the airplane going by and assume that that's heading over to El Wapo's place. I, yeah, I think it also helps with with later. So what we skipped was the Amigos going to the town, mm-hmm. going to... Does anyone remember what it's... San Poco? Santa Poco. Santa Poco. Santa Poco. Yeah. Um, they still think they're in a show. Mm-hmm. They uh, do their show. They do scene out of yeah, the movie. Yeah, there's like three banditos. With three of the in. banditos yeah. Yeah. who are just like weirded out by it. So they're like, we're going to leave. <laughs> they yeah. should be. You're like, should we kill them? No, we should go tell El Guapo what's going on. I yeah, love El Guapo's like, back. I love these guys. Let's just kill one. Like, he's like, these guys are great. But okay, hold on. Before they ever get to Mexico, that one of my iconic favorite lines in fact, I thought that this movie was from a different movie. I knew it was Martin Short, but I thought it was from the movie Pure Luck with Martin Short. But as it turns out, it wasn't. I looked it up to make sure that they didn't somehow pull the same joke in both movies. <laughs> but here's uh, this is my favorite part. I think it's a mail plane. Yes. <laughs> How can you tell? 
Well, didn't you notice its little balls? <laughs> and they're just so stupid. <laughs> Dusty just still doesn't yeah. get it. Still, he pretends to get it and just... And Martin, Short, and Martin Short is red. Oh, like, it's just like in loving pain, it. laughing at this. <laughs> and I left the whole clip in just to see how long he laughs at his own joke. This was actually Martin Short's first movie role. Yeah. Oh my god. He yeah. had done some television prior, but yeah. Yeah. wow. Yep. The SCTV. They knew stuff. they wanted him though. The only way that they were going to have <laughs> Dick Moranis or Still whatever. Going. <laughs> Rick Moranis, yeah. I know, who did we decide was going to play it? Alternate no, universe yeah. Rick No, they, so we didn't talk about this on the cast, though. They At one point, uh, Spielberg was set to direct. Right. And who else was casted? Uh, uh, with Spielberg, it was... Um, Bill Murray. Bill Rob, Murray. Robin Williams. And Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Yeah, and, and then... Which, like, that. Bill Murray and Chevy Chase historically have beef with each other, right? From, like, SNL days? Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Chevy Chase, like, either got fired or quit after, the like, the first or second season of SNL, and then Bill Murray showed up, and I'm pretty sure those two hated gotcha. each other. Well, I've heard Bill Murray is just tough to work with anyway, and oh, really? I think Chevy Chase has his yeah, own issues. Yeah, I right. Have you... This is this might be a little bit of a sidebar. Isn't Have you, John Candy going to be in the movie at one point? No. Are you thinking uh, of Wagons East? No. There was. Have you, have you heard of the roast of Chevy Chase? Yeah, I've seen it on Comedy Central. No. They don't air it anymore. Oh yeah. Like you can find it on YouTube, but like I was reading up about it about Chevy Chase, and, and he like got mad. he didn't get. It wasn't that he got mad, but it was that like the roast was incredibly mean-spirited yeah. and like because he had burned enough bridges in Hollywood that like the roast is usually like a bunch of stuff about like haha you're such an asshole but we love you and then Chevy Chase's roast was like haha you had opioid addictions nice. that's it and then like that's, <laughs> that's it, it. And Re- just, remember that when you did that and he just sat there and was just like wearing sunglasses and just looked like he was like having the I remember worst night of his life yeah. when it was live or like when it was on yeah I know that um Steve Martin originally wanted Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi yeah and I said John and... Candy I meant John Belushi oh! <laughs> gotcha well I that. mean yeah, also like John Aykroyd Landis we were talking about that off air too yeah, like, right? John Landis did like Blues Brothers yes. with like with John Belushi John and Dan Aykroyd. So it's like he it's- directed Animal House in 78, Blues Brothers in 80, uh, American Werewolf in London, Trading Places. He directed the Thriller video for Michael Jackson. Shut up. He crashed right? a helicopter onto some children. <laughs> the Twilight Zone movie. Yeah. I don't think he was involved in the entire <laughs> film, is that, though. Is that the, there's something on the wing? He was, uh, uh, yeah. That would have been the Shatner something on the wing Twilight Zone thing, I think. Yeah, uh, it was with uh, John was, Lithgow, right? And he was like, there's something on the wing. But is there, the it right was one? multiple segments. Yeah, that movie well, was just like, like Twilight yeah. Zone. Right, right, but I think John Landis didn't do the whole... I think he okay. did the, the... He was doing one of the sections. The prologue okay. or some nonsense. And he was in a helicopter that crashed onto some actors. Yeah, killed a couple oh. kids and killed a couple. It was, yeah, it was one adult and two children actors. That's on his IMDb. Fun we guys. just <laughs> learned about this today. That led to a lot of more regulation <laughs> in production. So a net gain, really? Yeah. Like, like they yeah. died for a reason. Yeah, there were just signs along the way. By their shit. then less people have died since then than would have. So Maybe you could so. say John Landis is a trailblazer, <laughs> utilitarian trailblazer. Yeah. Ron Paul, wet dream. God, ugh. <laughs> Those children took I'm one sorry, I said regulation for the mind. team. Uh, <laughs> he directed the Thriller video for Michael Jackson uh, in 1985. So just prior to Three Amigos, he directed Spies Like Us with Chevy, Chevy Chase, Chase, Dan and, Aykroyd, yeah. right? Yeah. 
Uh, so it's clearly the boys club. They're all from SNL and they all did the same sort of shit. Uh, he did coming to America in 88 and then a shitload. He did coming to America and trading spaces. Yeah. And he did a shitload of Michael Jackson videos. He did black and white and, um, uh, remember the time and a bunch of those like long run Michael Jackson videos that are like a miniature movie, you know, Uh I just sang that in my head. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Weird shit. Wow. I know your mind is blown right now. He just had to like run his hand through his hair. He's like, I don't know. I don't know also, I guys, that. I just want to make sure I get this out here too. It's one of my notes I had. Uh, Jefe, uh, El Wapo's like right hand man, yeah. looked like a super racist Johnny Depp. Like he well, was. Uh, he's, he's actually from Cuba. Oh, super so uh, Johnny Depp. Then. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, super, well, I mean, he was just super um, de- depth out. Let's just use that as a segue to talk about how super racist this whole movie is, <laughs> and how this will actually would like never fly today. I don't like believe ever. you. I don't think this is as racist as it could have been. Um, it, it, it is definitely time. not as racist as it could have been. Nick and I both came in like, yeah. Let me, let me hear your for a bunch opinion. of racism. So <laughs> I think okay, I think where it, it it sort of wades into like racism stuff is like I think a lot of the accents are like over yes. over the top, over overly the, done. Although the to be dirty fair, Mandy, yeah, everyone there was not a single character in any of those villages who was like not just spattered with mud and dirt. <laughs> Carmen. She was pretty clean. Yeah, they yeah. didn't even give her a last name, yeah. fuckers. Okay. Uh, to be yeah, fair, just though, just like uh, what was the what's the very last named cast member's name? Like, like it was like attractive like woman or like sexy woman or something. <laughs> the one that like makes out with Ned. Yeah, yeah. I almost wrote her name down just who because didn't, who Hold didn't on, show yeah. up in the entire movie until that point where it was convenient. Which to, like, was a punchline though. That in itself yeah, was, was the yeah. thing that Ned, yeah. Ned pulls the hottest girl just, but she wasn't she wasn't there ever yeah. the whole time. Uh, you listened to the film on YouTube and all the voices were pitch corrected. So everyone who had a weird uh, Mexican uh, accent was a lot worse probably for you. Than everyone else. I, that, I, I do I, own the movie. True. I just had to listen to it where I couldn't actually watch a DVD. But yes, that's but they're like, it's just the whole thing. Like how the, it, all the broken English and how they're like, oh, someone come help us. And how they're watching a Nickelodeon. They don't realize that it's Can not freaking real. Watch when you are dead. That's my yeah. favorite. What do I think? <laughs> Chevy uh, Chase is like smiling to yeah. like. Oh. Uh, what did he just say? It was uh, Rebecca Underwood as Hot Senorita. Yes, Hot Senorita. <laughs> Parentheses right. kisses Ned at the close of the film That's on right. on Wikipedia because it seems like a weird <laughs> yes. thing to just say, but in in the actual credits, it's just as Hot Senorita. Nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I oh. mean, a lot less brown face than I was expecting, which was nice. But yeah, no, exactly. I, I think it sort of kind of go, got. It's hard to talk about it because it's like. Obviously, yes, it was like it was still offensive in its time, uh, but it was also indicative. Not. Well, to certain people yeah. who probably didn't have access to like Facebook and Twitter yeah. at the time, where it was like whenever audiences were just like mostly like American white people, they were like, "Oh, that's great! It's fantastic!" Uh, people were probably still upset by it, but you know they didn't really have like the platform to say anything about it. It's funny though because the movie, even even the three amigos themselves, are supposed to be silent film stars that are three wealthy Mexican landowners. And yeah. And it's like the, they're whitewashed. Like, Absolutely. Like, like the makeup in the black yeah. and white film even has them with the dark lipstick. And yep. it just yes. looks so much whiter than they are in real life. Just, so is I, it just like, is it meta and self-aware? I think or that's yes. what it is. I well, think they know. Maybe ahead of their time. Because well, there, there was no simultaneously kind of racist, but also like <laughs> ahead of the curve. There, there was no <laughs> pronounced brown face or anything, right? Nobody is. No. N- none of the none of the named characters, at least. We don't. I don't know. I didn't look at every single extra, um, which is pretty ahead of its time. We 
we for sure saw that coming with El Guapo, and it, yeah. it was not the case. Um, and, and then, I mean, it's set in 1916, so... Yeah, I no, I think know. you're right. I But I don't, like, and I think watching it with, like, the temperature of, like, the way things are right this second sure. with, like, all of the, you know, immigration and all of that with Trump and stuff, it just, I was watching it and I was, like, cringing, like, With that oh, being the case... God. Uh, in the climate that we're in now, uh, who would be in this movie now? Oh, if that's they a were good to... question. Scarlett Johansson is everybody. every part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who did he just quote? There was somebody on our podcast that said that. Did, did someone? Else... Someone has said the same Holy joke. Shit. Yeah. And uh, was it Nick? It was parallel. Or I mean, uh, Mike on? was it Mike? It sounds like Mike. It was Mike. It was Mike. It was Mike. Yeah. I think yeah. I've seen Mike like, write that on yes, Facebook sure. before. Mike Logan, you're my best friend. Yes, it was Mike. Um. But yeah, if you had to recast the three amigos now, oh, it's make... got it's clearly it's a buddy 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 film. Yeah, so. well, I just want to mention. I noticed I just said Nick and you're Nick, and I meant Mike. So. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> and they they make fun of uh, the the white people too when they're in the Mexican village for the first time and they're eating like tacos. Oh, I love and it. And Dusty I, Bottoms doesn't know how to eat a, a taco. Do you have you anything have, other and, than Mexican food? And, that's and exactly what I would have said. The white exceptionalism <laughs> happening there, and it's just like I mean, it's, it's, it's funny at the time because it's like it's a it's, it's a taco. It's a taco. <laughs> no, taco. like he lifts up the taco and like it's beans all. and meat fall, fall out, out from the bottom of his like, dipshit. You, he's like like in those like infomercials, like the black and white, like a guy yeah. holding the big bowl of Cheetos and he trips over and some shit, just knocks it all over the place. Yeah, where did the throws him go? across the room? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and it's the most well made taco that he just right. lets fall apart. It's not like he's got like a fistful of burrito or something. No, it's pretty small. Yeah, like, it's just, yeah it's, like, he holds it straight up and down. <laughs> Okay, sorry to go back to. No, I'm, I want to cast you this movie. I, know, I was just going to say, cast this movie. Do the, do the three leads have to be white dudes, or can it I be think, anybody? The thing is, I think, I think it if it was be, remade, it would probably be anyone. I think they could be anybody, and I think they're not all white. However, these are American actors I being feel like, sent down there, right? right? So you've got Robert Tony Jr. in blackface. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I feel like Oscar Isaac and John Boyega would be a great combo in that movie. Oh, yeah. I don't. I am like going to sound like a total idiot. Yeah, I, I have no idea who those people I, are. Uh, Oh, Oscar Star Wars. Isaac I was going to say, are these Star Wars characters? Because I don't know. Oscar oh, they're, Isaac, they're, they're newer Star Wars characters. Uh, okay. oh. Still, was it was it uh, Inside Lewin Davis? Have you seen that? No. Um, Oscar Isaac was an ex Machina. Did you just ask me if I saw Inside Lewin Davis? Because no, I haven't seen Inside <laughs> Lewin Davis. It's a, it's a Coen Brothers movie. <laughs> I okay. What did, what did Boyega do that was before really big? we ask this question more often? We're going to have to figure out who like current actors are. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, who do you want it to be now? Yeah, I don't know. Who we that both is. have young children and don't go to the movies. Yeah. Uh, so. uh-huh. Everyone needs to say Scarlett. Johansson because yeah. I freaking know who she is. Yeah. We get the joke. Right? Oh boy, uh, Bill Murray. Ro- well, not Robin. God damn it! Yeah, I would Bill want Murray Robin Williams. Is- oh, we could go. We get that Bernie Wait, style. should we yeah. be? Should we literal? Because it's gonna be like John Cena, The Rock, and Kevin Hart. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah and just like describe the worst and best movie of all time. Honestly, I don't. I don't think it is. I don't think it's Kevin Hart. I think it's gotta be someone younger to do the Ned. The Ned jokes, oh, but yeah. like. Someone young and like stupid, like like uh, Haley Joel Osment, who <laughs> the <laughs> no, child star, like Zach Zach Efron as. Oh yeah, so it's, it's but he doesn't wear a shirt the whole time. <laughs> and he's, but it kind of because that would oh no no see that's too good of an idea because that'd be kind of good with like the little Zach he goes to war like <laughs> yeah because he was a child actor and uh-huh. so that would kind of work for that so we I shouldn't give it. them that much. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds great. All right. I really do think that like John Anna Cena, Kendrick, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> 
Yeah, one of them's a lady. Yeah, just for. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how it all is. That's how they. Melissa uh, McCarthy. Yeah, I was gonna say Melissa yeah, McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> no, she plays El Guapo. <laughs> and she just like trips and busts ass on a table or something <laughs> like that, or. Yeah, no, no, no! She'd be the barkeep. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, she yes. would. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, that would be amazing, actually. <laughs> he, he's it's one like of, beer. <laughs> he's one of my favorite characters in the film. I love his voice. He's just so lazy sounding and. We're good. Doesn't want to be there. Okay. It's the greatest of all time. I don't think we've solved this, but I don't think we have the time to solve sure, this. Sure, yeah. This so. is a Wait, life, what are we lifelong question. Who's going to be in this movie? Who's going to be in this movie? Oh my movie? gosh, that was so long ago. I can't believe we're still talking about <laughs> it. That's what we've been talking about the whole time. <laughs> all right, I do want to play a couple of these iconic parts of the film yes. just to say that we've played them. Here they yes. are. I'm Lucky Day. I'm Ned Niederlander. I'm Dusty Bottoms. So together we're the Free Amigos. <laughs> I love that the is that a plant the okay. donkey uh, the, like the donkey bleeds cough, there too. Like yes, yeah. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I didn't need to clarify. I, I but... just figured. <laughs> oh shit! Thanks, maybe I did Nick. need to clarify. Uh-huh. I, I I was like, it's funny and weird, but I don't know if if it's a thing. I don't get it. Turn your right. head and cough. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily. Ref- I mean, that's what it makes you think that's of. What makes me. But think I don't of. know if there were other stars at the time, like silent film stars that had over-exaggerated move, like tandem yeah, movements no, they I'm had to sure do. sure they did, though. They I'm, had to have, right? I mean, anything that's got to translate with no sound, I mean, mm-hmm. that would make the most sense. So. Right. Well, the, yeah, so you can't tell that they're coughing. Right. They just look like they're turning their heads. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what the synchronized dance is. Thrusting forward. I love how the two... Uh, how Chevy Chase just sits aside while they all do the dancing and singing because he's the musician of the group. Right. Like he's not so, so he does the piano and he's so bad at the guitar. I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, the he's playing guitar, he plays like kind of one chord. Yeah. And, and then he just runs the, the chord up and down and does the, the whole like. Uh-huh. Yes, it's just really fast. So it sounds like fingers. it might be yeah. Hispanic. Right. But, and then he just stops. <laughs> But so so that's that's when they've defeated quote unquote defeated yeah, the, the first banditos. three banditos. But then in this the big like the lullaby for Ned, yes. um, you watch it and he's doing the same thing, <laughs> and then like uh, eighty yard over it. Well, Chevy Chase is a musician. Is he actually is a musician? But like, oh, weird. So they show him being yeah. bad at guitar. And then they do a song where they just completely like do the guitar over yeah. him doing the same motions as an actual real song. <laughs> well, I know that Steve Martin is uh, a musician. Uh, like he's a banjo yeah. playing musician. Yeah, he's, re- he's really good at banjo. Yeah, he plays. With- did he play it in the Jerk? I don't. Think he plays he a ukulele on the, the beach. Jerk. I, in, uh, I, yes. He does play the ukulele on the beach. Not, God, I love the jerk so in, much. Is that in the jerk? Is that when they do that? Too? Yeah, I, I mean, he dances to the. I think he he dances the banjo, banjo at least one point. Yeah, no, he, dances he, he to plays the, banjo. the ukulele and well, God. That is another racist movie we should do. What's, <laughs> what's the song that he plays on the beach? It's uh uh, uh God. Uh, yep, that's it. That's it. That's oh, it. Yeah, yeah. You belong to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. That's it. Tonight you belong to. Yeah, that one. Eddie the Vedder jerk has like nice the jerk is funny, but also like weirdly sentimental in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I, that's another film that I'd like to get into I'm later. Picking on, so. out a thermos for you. <laughs> yeah, he hates these cans. Yeah, these cans. <laughs> it's the cans. No, uh, yeah. Uh, Chevy Chase is actually like I think a decently accomplished musician. Like huh. uh, I've I've read about him because my oh god, this is gonna make me sound really really young. My one of my first experiences with Chevy Chase was through the show Community. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Which like that's Which, like pretty late. Yeah, in his career. he's not very funny in that. He got he was way funnier earlier. He, well, like I, and and I guess I can tie it to this movie in the sense that like Chevy Chase was very much used to that classic 
SNL style of humor. Sure. And in Community, it was very much very self-referential, very meta, self-aware. And I think part of the disconnect between Chevy Chase and like Dan Harmon and like the creators of that show was that he didn't get a lot of the jokes. Yeah. He didn't understand why things were funny. And it was because it was like this sort of like new age, like Arrested Development, The Office, yeah. like those era of shows that are very self-referential, very meta. Like Chevy Chase didn't get it, and that's why after like a few seasons, like he quit because he's just like, I don't understand yeah. why this, you keep making me do this. This is classic Chevy Chase to me here. Which there's the bad guitar playing. <laughs> do you have a girlfriend back home, Dusty? No. Never really had time for that sort of thing. Being so busy. Have you ever kissed a girl? Oh yeah. Sure, lots of times. Oh yeah. Sure, lots of times. Oh, yeah. sure, would you like to kiss me? Yeah. And he just keeps playing. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> well? <laughs> the crickets now? come up. Now? Yeah, now? Well, we could take a walk and you could kiss me on the veranda. <laughs> Lips would be fine. <laughs> so great kiss me on the veranda I a very it. pro-consent movie yeah yeah there you go no i know that's like yeah, that that's was, what i said when we were nick, watching nick it pointed out when we were watching too like it really is yeah they, i mean yeah de- there's definitely not a whole lot of sexual stuff going on he doesn't just like do it she's like would you like to and he's like yeah that'd be, that'd except be nice. for el you know, well, no not even but also like, he's an idiot <laughs> even so. el wapo Takes the time because he talks to Hefe oh, and talks says, about "Opening the yeah, flower, you can't force a flower to open." And he's all, "What are you going to do but, if the flower doesn't open?" And then he said, "I'll, I'll kill her." Kill her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's not going to take advantage of her. <laughs> yeah. He's going to just going to he, offer. He, he's a bad guy. Yeah. He's a bad guy. He's not going to, you know. Yeah, he'll just kill you. Okay, so there's this here. <laughs> I have put many beautiful piñatas in the oh, store. My Each of them filled with little surprises. Little surprises. Many piñatas. Many. Oh, yes. Many. Many. Would, Would you say, say I have a plethora of piñatas? A what? I should, I should stop right now and make you guys give a definition of plethora. Oh, yes. It's a lot of stuff. Just a lot. Jefe, <laughs> what is a plethora? Why, guapo? You told me I have a plethora. And I just would like to know if you know what a plethora is. I would not like to think that a person would tell someone he has a plethora and find out that that person has no idea what it means to have a plethora. Forgive me, El Wapo. I know I that I, Jefe, how far they go for this joke. Oh, I love it. And education. But could it be that once again you are angry at something else and are looking to take it out on me? Oh my gosh, he <laughs> said that so much in my family. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, you know, like, we just rented like a bunch of DVDs. And my sister would be like, would you say we have a plethora of DVDs? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I love that it's like he's supposed to be the dumb sidekick. Yeah. But then also, like, entirely nails like yeah he his calls ego, him out yep. his ego and his, like all of his problems are centered on this thing where he just takes out all of his frustrations on other people <laughs> i just love that he's like an idiot but also just like sees completely through him i love that they give him a sweater like he's yes. this badass <laughs> yeah. and like yeah and he's like is this weather yeah see now even i fucking sound racist right yeah, now right. attempting yeah. to be mexican and then, and then when they're riding off to battle the like to 
I don't know what exactly what they're leaving for at the time, if it is to continue fighting the Amigos after they escape. Um, but the the one the one woman's holding the sweater yeah. like <laughs> yes. the whole line of yes. one tear rolls down her <laughs> yeah. cheek. The line of senoritas come out yeah. to like wave oh scarves in the air. <laughs> yeah. They've got the squat the sweater. Oh my god. Wherever there is injustice, you will find us. Wherever there is suffering, we'll be there. Line. Wherever liberty is threatened, you will. Wherever liberty is threatened, you will find the three amigos. So that was the part where, uh, before they did the first fight, the fake one where they just ran around in circles and they put on the big show like they were still part of the plot, you know? Right. And what I really like about the specific line that he asked for is when in the silent movie and then again at the end of the movie, <laughs> that is Dusty Bottoms, Chevy Chase's line. Yep. Um, so it, it's, it's, it, maybe it was, maybe it's just a weird attention to detail of like, that would be the one he wouldn't know. He shouldn't have known that. He yeah, he's the he furthest he away from him in the yeah. line. <laughs> and he doesn't say that one. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I have so I have great. that too, but we'll get to that I love, once we get Do you have that. the one about the foreplay? Oh, uh, shit. No. No, because I had... <laughs> No, when she's when Carmen gets you do know, you know what foreplay is? And she's like, you know, let me tell you about a guapo. Do you know what foreplay is? And then she's like, no. Oh, good. Neither does a guapo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think and then it like smash cuts out of that scene, and it's just like, what? <laughs> okay, you could let me do that in the eighties. So, so while watching this movie, I didn't laugh a ton. Sure. And but there were a few scenes that I laughed pretty hard at, and. <laughs> The one scene, Andrew was like, I love that that's your takeaway, and that's, like, what you laughed at. It was the scene where, like, when I think El Guapo comes back with, like, all the all of his men, and they're, like, they finally realize that it's, that it's all, a, uh, that, like, oh, shit, this is real. Oh, this is real. Yeah, so when they start crying, he just, like, you hold mean, on, this is my, one of my favorites. Yes. They're going to kill us. <laughs> The red-tailed hawk. I love that they just all start bawling. Yeah. What am I doing in Mexico? What am I doing in Mexico? I've been shot already. Lucky gets shot twice in this movie. Yes, he does. No. When he just like shoots him off his horse, I was like. Like, I laughed really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I haven't heard Nick laugh out loud this whole movie. (laughs) And Steve Martin gets shot. (laughs) And he loses it. But I like physical comedy. I like just like... That was a very important moment in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's when he finally realizes it's real. Yeah. He's like, you guys are in trouble. Like, he was so mad at them for not... Real bullets. I'm... This is coming with me. Yeah. This is coming with me. You guys are in trouble. <laughs> oh. Also love this line too. This is another one. Of, this shows you how aware they are of their own stupidity. I think this is the greatest here. We're gonna have to figure out a way to get inside. It looks impossible. Lucky those walls are twenty-five feet high. There's a guard at every post. There's no way we'll ever get in there. I think Dusty's right. But we're just gonna have to use our brains. Damn it. <laughs> that's when they try to raid El Wapo's uh, yeah. fortress for the first time there well, and then Ned gets, gets stuck, stuck in the pinata for like an eternity yes. <laughs> and I like he's not even 
fucking like red face like he's just holding it there and, and so then, you well, you think the joke is coming you think he's gonna like come down and save the day or that he's up there for a reason yeah and then they play the only joke that makes sense when they say our our gringos just falling from the sky yeah. and then he falls oh from it's the so th- funny oh, yeah man. because you also lose um steve martin into the dungeon yeah for, yes for like Honestly, I don't know if that was worth it just to watch it. Right. Oh, we get it. He couldn't do it and he did it. I no, did mention, that's the best. I, I love that part. Gonna do it, gonna do it, gonna do it. And then he's like, it's, uh, uh, uh. It's, 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 it's pretty good, like getting to see him do sort of like, I physical like comedy, improvised a physical bit. comedy. Yeah. But the entire plot is hinging on, uh, Wait, is it? Yeah, is it Chevy is is upstairs getting things done? Yeah, because he he flies through the window mm-hmm. and then he dresses up as one of the banditos. Yeah, yeah. and then he oh, and, uh-huh. and we are going to trim the hedges. Yeah, trim the hedges. Did, did, did yeah. you get a chance to clip that one? I or did no? not. Oh <laughs> damn it, that was one of the ones he's, I wanted. Yeah, oh, man. he's Jose. Yeah, he improvises, and you think he's gonna save the day somehow in his getup. <laughs> And he doesn't. No, <laughs> they're going to rape the women, and the whole time rape the horses, rape the horses, and ride away on the women. Yeah. <laughs> and trim the hedges. Oh yes, this whole so movie. Great. This whole movie is just like a, a, a it's just subversion. Yeah, yeah, it's everything a constant left it, turn. Yeah, yeah everything yeah, like true. everything that you think you know about this film, it just constantly things be metaphysical. Like, yeah, you really it, can't predict anything. It and pulls the, the airplane under you every time. <laughs> Even when they do, like when they're being aggressive and he's like attacking, it's like ready to. This is what happens. Not so fast, El Guapo. Or I'll fill you so full of lead you'll be using your dick for a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> like, even when he's, like, throwing down the gauntlet, he's yeah. like, we're going to ruin your whole damn... Well, this sounds up. badass. So yeah, I'm just going to say it. Dick is probably the worst word they use in the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I what I like about that is he probably said that in a movie or, like, in some theory of, like, something similar. Like, yeah. that was a thing a writer told him once or something. And he was like, ah! I'm going to use I it. don't get it either. <laughs> <laughs> Use your oh. dick for a pencil. It's like a little kid learning like swear words or sex yes. and then just like saying <laughs> stuff and not knowing what it means. Like, but I'm like, in the same boat as you. I don't know. Oh what my it god! Means. I'm trying so, to f- hold on. Story here. Oh, <laughs> so I was way too young to be watching Roadhouse, <laughs> <laughs> and I watched Roadhouse a lot as a kid. And I remember one day I like chased my mom around the house and asked her what a cocksucker was <laughs> <laughs> because I watched Roadhouse. <laughs> And did she, she roundhouse kick you in the face? No. But <laughs> yes, she, one it, more time. She finally turned around. And you know when your mom talks to you through like clenched teeth? It's usually because you hit her with a cart at the sure. grocery store or something. Yeah. She's like, cock is another word for me. It's dick. <laughs> <laughs> so What's I was a like, dick? I was like, dick sucker. Like, who would do that? I was like seven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how we went off on that tangent. That's incredible. It's it's kind of like the um. Well, Sorry, mom. I know you're probably gonna listen to this. <laughs> Any, uh, that's a like, roadhouse story segment. But you remember that, so yeah, I know it. I know it. I know what cock means. But like, if you know, you sh- you should say it out loud <laughs> yeah. so, that we, so that we both know right. you had a, that you know what it means. Because so I already know. Me. I already know. You had a plethora moment with your mom. <laughs> I just want. I don't want you to say cocksucker and not know what. Oh, boy. Aguapo is on his way. Someday oh. the people of this village will have to face El Guapo. We might as well do it now. In a way, 
All of us have an El Guapo to face someday. For some, shyness might be their El Guapo. Shyness. For others, a lack of education might be their El Guapo. Oh my God. For us, El Guapo is a big dangerous guy who wants to kill us. But as sure as my name is Lucky Day, the people of Santa Poco can conquer their own personal El Guapo, who also happens to be Don't the actual El Guapo. <laughs> Uh, even the big heartfelt swell the music yeah. comes in it's just it's so fucking stupid and I love every <laughs> minute good. of it well a lot of the scoring reminds me of um, uh, Blazing Saddles yes. sure. in that there's a lot of Mel, Blur- Mel Brooks like yeah, yeah in, definitely in that a lot of what went into Blazing Saddles were people who didn't know they were making a, a joke movie sure yes and like the theme was written for a real western and like <laughs> Things like that, where like I- I'm sure the people on board with this film knew it was a comedy. Did Mel Brooks did, just do that all the time? Yeah, I think that was a pretty common thing. He was like Doctor Strange Love. I'm pretty sure he convinced. Uh, what's it? I'm the, it's another tangent. The guy in the wheelchair in Doctor Strange Love. He could. He convinced him that like he told him he was doing a serious movie. Yeah, is and it a then, problem that I've also never seen that movie? But, but <laughs> I haven't either. But it's, but what he did was he told him was like all right, you know, to get it in the mindset of being an actor. Do all of these lines as silly as possible, like just so you can get. No, that was Stanley Kubrick. That's Kubrick. God, yeah, damn it. Kubrick. That was Kubrick. Okay, Kubrick did, did that you too? just compare Mel Brooks to no. Stanley Kubrick? Well, no, and, and, no, <laughs> and, that's, I, and that I is compare fine the idea because they do they do that same thing, uh, and it's a thing you you find in other films too, like uh, Usual Suspects, where mm-hmm. you lie to the actors yeah. about yeah. who they are to get the performance uh, you want for the okay. film. Yeah, no, um, and the guy but Mel Brooks did it with. I can't remember the guy, like the guy who did the opening theme to Blazing Saddles like did I did like um, famous western things I don't know That's when I think did. of Stanley Kubrick and so he Kubrick. thought it was a serious movie and then he saw it and it was like what the fuck is this <laughs> what have you done with my song when yeah. I think but of Stanley that- Kubrick though I think of like The Shining where he was like giving people like like he their did, hair he was he did it in The Shining out. too the kid didn't know it was a scary movie it's Peter oh. Sellers Stanley Kubrick told Peter Sellers to do his lines in as many ways as possible oh. just to like get him in the acting mood and then took all of like the, out, yeah. the silliest versions of those lines and then ended up using those in the final cut of the film. And so I think it was Peter Sellers, I'm pretty sure it was him, who was like, he was pissed when he saw the final version and was like, oh, you made me look like an idiot. Yeah. Like, I'm, right? this, I'm this classically trained actor oh, and you ouch. used my silliest takes and then turned my character into like a giant joke. Well, Stanley Kubrick wasn't known for being like a super nice guy. So. Well, uh, yeah, you were talking about The Shining. Like, he made he tortured. Yeah, I know. Um, What's I her face? Olive oil. I yeah. can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember her real name. That's the pull. Olivia. No, um, uh, she's like a singer. She has like a singing career, doesn't she? She's no, like a musician. I don't think so. She was just hideous. And yeah, she's thought, just weird. No, yeah. yeah, big gap teeth, giant eyes. Yeah, but giant for some eyes. reason Olive he oil, loved yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, like yeah. he tortured her in yes. that movie. Then yeah, I, I Brian Singer, Shelley Duvall. Thank That's you, Shelley Duvall. Yes, because I looked up Shelley Duvall and then I looked up the other Duvall to see if they were Robert? related. Robert. Yeah, they're not. They're okay, not I was just going to ask. Were there no, any relationship? they're not. Because I Google. I mean, I literally wrote, is Shelley Duvall? And it was like related to Robert Duvall. And I was like, sweet. Yeah, no. <laughs> Thanks, Googs. The, yeah. the thing about Usual Suspects was that Brian Singer, the director, told all of the guys that they were Kaiser Soze okay. when they filmed it. Which is like the whole reveals. Who is it? And sure. they all thought they were the guy. Oh. They all thought they were the star. 
Uh, and, so and, did and these he, are like pretty big names. It's like a Baldwin and Spacey, Spacey and yeah. like a bunch of people who all thought they were the main person and none of them knew was un- Benicio until Del the Toro. premiere. Yeah, Benicio yeah. Del Toro. And so they all thought yeah. they were the guy. Until- Do you want to know the biggest dickheaded move of that that I've ever heard of? Is it the Saving Private Ryan one? Are you thinking the Thin Red Line? I'm thinking the Thin I Red Line. I love the Thin Red Line. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I'm thinking. Terrence Malick did the Thin Red Line and uh, Adrian Brody was... yeah. In a lot, like they shot a lot of footage with Adrian Brody, and the character that Adrian Brody was playing is the is the main character of the book. So that's the, oh, so it's the main character of the, the book. And so Adrian Brody brought his mother to this film premiere. Oh my that god! He has never seen the cut of the film. Finds and out he's not hardly eighty percent of his Jesus. every like action yeah. that he does on the screen has been cut from the film. Oh my god! <laughs> Had no idea that it was cut that way. Brought his mom to the film, and then it's just like he just was in it for like not a very little bit, long. and then gone. That's oh, a great movie, though. Because think about like taking one of those really long-winded great great American novels that's so big, and then cutting it so that the main character actually isn't. You could totally do that with a lot of yeah. those. <laughs> just um, tell him before. But, yeah, but it's right? this kid. Although you know, it worked out for Adrian Brody in the end. I I don't feel just the most yeah. terrible for him. That's <laughs> probably a big moment. He's but. doing alright. But that's probably a way to get that uh, performance out of them too. If yeah. they think yeah. they're yeah. fully invested, they're yeah. this is a huge event for them. They're going to be full mm-hmm. in it. They're not gonna worry themselves with other projects they're doing directors which, which are that, assholes. that's related yeah. to this film to too be. uh because there's a subplot with Fran Drescher yeah, I heard not, about that. That is that I, I don't I don't I haven't been able to find the scenes of it. Mm-mm. I heard they were released with the Blu-ray. Oh, that, okay. The deleted scenes are out there. But there's a subplot of Fran Drescher plays a competing actress against them, Weird. and there's an expanded like Act One of them in Hollywood, like dealing with the fact that there's this other person, and that's huh. why the studio's so quick to throw them away is that there's someone else to put money on, sure. and it's this Fran Drescher character. Um, that doesn't oh, appear of at delete, all. Doesn't delete, appear at all. The Three Amigos cinematic universe. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Sam Kinison, thank God, was deleted because I fucking can't stand him. Oh, yeah, the, the mountain man. Yes, thing? he was oh, a mountain man. Oh, no. Sam Kinison. That's my. I don't know. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. I'm so glad he was deleted. But yeah, yeah. yeah I saw that mm-hmm. both of the two of them were. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what does Fran Drescher really talk like? She doesn't nanny. In real life, well, she was in like this is Spinal Tap, uh, which was also who directed that? Somebody directed that that we were recently talking about too. Isn't that the guy? The same guy? Oh no, that's the guy from uh, Dog a, Show, a different movie that we're doing later. Sorry, I got my <laughs> movies, <laughs> I got my movies mixed up. Gotcha. So. But uh, all right, guys, let's uh, wrap up the clips I've got here. This is just the end of the movie that uh, after they save the day here. <laughs> and remember, wherever there is injustice, you will find us. Wherever there is suffering, we'll be there. Wherever liberty is threatened, you will find the Free Amigos. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's the ending, man. That's uh, we yeah. made it. You know what? Uh, so yeah, overall, any other? Uh, what's a takeaway you guys had? Any any huge scenes we didn't discuss or any? What's your favorite parts? I think even though it didn't shine super brightly for me, I liked that the way that they did the last fight was with like the movie magic of of the yeah, movies they done. They sure. do they do the old trick. Everyone dresses up. Yeah, from I, amigos, I, amigos, amigos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and because because I didn't 
see where it was going with them selling the stuff, even with them showing the black montage. and white. They're showing it. Yeah. I didn't know what the heck oh, they're they over were there. Doing. Oh, now they're over there. And then it started, and it was like it's super obvious, and it's like, oh, cool. But like, yeah, I, I, I thought that was honestly like a pretty good way to to handle that, given that they only know the one thing, and it's the movies, and they did it that way. And is it pretty campy? Yeah. Is it weird that it's very specifically the three of them and all of those shots? <laughs> yeah. But then I really like as it goes on, there's like four, five, six of them running through a scene. Yeah, they were still be like, doing it with one entrance and out <laughs> yeah, the other. They're over the- there and over there. And just like they're <laughs> believing it. And I, I thought that was a really good way to handle wrapping up what like how the hell do you wrap up that movie? Right, right. <laughs> because like the whole point was they were digging themselves into a hole. Right. So how do you get out of there? And right. I thought that was actually a really nice way to do that, as well as El Guapo shooting um, in the lucky, foot, lucky, lucky in the foot, and then just really Dying. like vaudeville death, just like yeah. My final takeaway: I think I've actually gained more of a respect for this movie as we've discussed it. Okay. Now that we've discussed like what they were doing, like sort of like the intent behind it, like this the meta commentary of like subversion and like just like constantly so like much. changing what you're thinking is going to happen and then taking it in a completely different direction. Sure. I think for like that era of movies, I mean, in 2018 like I watch it and it's like I'm a millennial, so my humor is just like <laughs> weird internet subculture absurdism but it's like i can absolutely i can absolutely understand why this movie like functions and why it still for the most part like pretty well holds up now and i think it's because it it does lay a lot of groundwork for like humor and absurdism and just like subverting expectations and so yeah. I didn't laugh my ass off during a lot of the parts. I laughed when Steve Martin got shot, which might have deeper, which might have deeper implications on my part that sure. I have to explore. But I absolutely appreciate the movie for like what it did and like the 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 foundation that it set. Sure, yeah, awesome. That, that was my. Uh, I just yeah. Are you guys glad that you've seen it now? Has yeah. it? Have you seen absolutely. it? Absolutely. Good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I am. Uh, I really, truly thought you would hate it. It, it. The thing is, it does kind of fall in this thing where it's like, I've seen a, almost all of those gags done before, yeah. yeah. which which sucks in a way, but like I'm glad to see something like this from 86. And also, like, yeah, it wasn't, is it the most PC movie of all time? <laughs> no, but like they didn't resort to like really basic no. jokes that they yeah. could have oh, gotten absolutely. away absolutely. with yeah. in no, 1986 totally right. and it yeah. honestly gave me a bit of a respect for the the people involved in the creation of that film because like it could have been <laughs> way cheaper way worse and way more degrading and it wasn't and so it was really good to see something like that out of that era that's yeah. awesome yeah and, and i think it's because they didn't take themselves too seriously they knew what they were getting into and mm-hmm. they knew that this was you know this was cardboard cutouts and funny outfits mm-hmm. and stupid songs and mm-hmm. I, I think it uh, it could have been a real easy movie. It was very linear. I mean, they clearly they go to the town. They save the journey. day. They, yeah, it could have been that, uh, and we're better off that it wasn't. I think so. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it stands and the test Steve of time. Steve Martin I'm and Martin Short are still touring. Still together, together man. Yeah. So. I recently got into. Do you guys ever watch Jiminy Glick? Uh, no. Martin uh, Martin Short's character. He did like a late night talk show as Jiminy yes. Glick. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've put on like a before. weird fat suit and yes. he interviewed. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, he's like a that. real dickhead to yes. all of the people that he interviewed. Uh, I was trying to look up some like, you know, just fun things about this movie. And Martin Short came up. He interviewed Chevy Chase as Jiminy Glick. In oh, that, my God. Uh, which I recommend uh, you check out. It's pretty fun. <laughs> I think the last thing I saw Martin Short in was Inherent Vice. 
Okay. Like mm-hmm. the Paul Thomas Anderson film with Joaquin Phoenix. Paul Thomas Anderson did like Boogie Nights, Magnolia, yeah. sure. like There Will Be Blood. Yeah. But he he adapted this Thomas Pynchon novel that's just like a drug fueled, like trippy novel. What? Right. And I'm pretty sure like Martin Short plays just Martin like Short in a Pynchon adaptation. Yeah, he plays like this insane <laughs> dentist that's like a great dentist, but also is just like this oh my gosh, Steve Martin played an insane dentist yeah, on Little, yeah. Shop, Little of Shop of Horrors. Yeah, yeah. Inherent Vice. So that's like I always last... forget that Steve is in Little Shop. <laughs> yeah. I always forget that yes. because it's like this like se- you know yeah. faux sexy character, and I never ever think of I'm him a that dentist. way. Yeah, oh. Matt and I are going to do Dude, that one that too. Is, we know every single. Oh, word that's of that movie. such a good movie. That's my favorite musical. It's up there with just regular movies. That's yeah. Moranis, it's, right? Yeah. Rick, yes. Rick, Rick Moranis didn't know how to sing. Yeah. Like, like he sang great, but like he wasn't trained. He didn't sure. know what he was doing. They didn't get a singer. And but I, Audrey has the so stupidest was, sounding uh, voice, but it's st- great. We're it's, spoiling your future yeah, episode. Yeah. But, sorry, doctor. 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 <laughs> doctor sorry, doctor. Oh, John gone. Candy shows up in that one too. I yes, him. he does. Did you guys know that um, uh, Martin Short's in Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius, God the 2001 it. film? <laughs> nice. God no, I do know that he is the voice of Cat in the Hat. My daughter watches that. All the shows. That makes sense. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, wasn't uh, Michael Myers was the live action the movie? Yes. Yeah. He's also My, in Frank I, and Weenie. <laughs> Is Edward Frankenstein. Hi, welcome. This is the IMDb section. Mr. Burgermeister. <laughs> I just look at the, you were right. The last thing he was in was Inherent Vice in terms of movies. Yeah. But he's been it's in a good All movie. Right, it's a weird movie. All right, guys, we did it. We made it through to the <laughs> end. I just need to ask you guys if you have any. Uh... <laughs> Andrew is enamored by <laughs> this Wikipedia he article. played Man in SUV in The Last Man on Earth in the episode titled Carl. Nice. <laughs> real good, real man good. Man in SUV. Hey, man. man in SUV. Time. Wow, yeah. he was having a rough. He was having a rough time. He had to pay off some some gambling debts. Yeah. Sure. So he played man in the SUV. Yeah. Oh, that that glick money stopped coming in. So. <laughs> All right, I need to ask you guys. Anyone else with a comment? <laughs> The clip that keeps on. Oh, giving. that's good. That's I think good, I might leave that clip. clip. I might leave that it's clip for other great. movies. That's yeah. perfect. Uh, Tim plugs. Yeah. Do you guys have any uh, plugs coming up? Anything you want to talk about that you got? Uh, yeah. I mean, other than your podcast, you know? I mean, or um, your podcast, too. Oh, okay. Andrew is directing me. I think I'm going to. So Andrew and I host a music and beer review show called Something Old, Something New, Something Borrowed, Something Brewed. We uh, we talk about old albums, new albums, borrow an album from a guest, and then have a beer and shoot the shit. And uh, we do that bi-weekly uh, in <laughs> Kalamazoo. We feature local musicians, local artists, but we've also uh, done some international stuff before. So uh, we release that bi-weekly on iTunes, where you can find that. Yeah, I've yeah. listened. It's a great show. Um, My alarm is going off. And then... You can take your birth control. No, my girlfriend needs to take birth control. <laughs> I also I have an alarm set for her too because she told me to do that. Um, Dual controlled. You gotta redundancy. Yeah, I saw a friend of the show Garrett Elsinger make that same joke. Yeah, yeah. Rupert. Yeah, Rupert. Yeah, I think we were there. Friend like of our show. Of oh, what are you trying to say? Too, that right? I, that, yes. Yeah, yeah, he's been on ours as well. Yeah, I was um, there. I totally stole that joke. <laughs> Uh, I, I host a monthly uh, comedy showcase kind of thing at the Bell's Eccentric Cafe. Generally, first Mondays. Uh, generally. So always check the Bell's Eccentric Cafe Facebook page to make sure it's the right day on this next one, which is August 6th. This, what? 
When does this go live? When does this show go live? Uh, this will be next Wednesday. Awesome. So Monday, August 6th <laughs> is going to be an awesome show. I think you're both. I think you're both on it. I'm on. I'm oh on. my I gosh, I'm on it too. On no it. way. No way. High five. Both of you are on we it. We just yeah. high fived. Oh. We are so mm-hmm. full of synergy. Got- <laughs> Nick, are you we on? Got- no. We got Manny yeah. and Matt. Nick still won't do fucking stand up nah. because I've he, re- he retired. Yeah, I've seen it. He was I just, on. I just need to write Nick less retired. edgy 2013 material. <laughs> yeah, Nick has. <laughs> I uh... libertarian Nick is on the show. <laughs> I used to uh, run. He's retired. I used to run an open mic out in Hastings, and Nick was on my show back yeah. years ago. Nice. It, was a, it was fun. It was some good ago. times. Yeah, yeah. We. All got- right. Uh, how do we get a hold of you guys? If anybody listening has anything they want to say to you, guys, if you got anything wrong and they need to correct you personally, I, uh, <laughs> so uh, well, as- actually, okay. <laughs> you can follow me. <clears throat> you can follow me on Twitter at Nick J Lancaster. I just uh, I suffered a 12 hour uh, Twitter temporary suspension. I saw that. Because yeah. I told a uh, neo-Nazi on Twitter to eat shit and die and he must have <laughs> reported me and I had a 12 hour Twitter suspension and uh, um, I'm going to follow you just because of that. <laughs> Mike Cernovich if you're listening eat shit and die. <laughs> The, Sorry. Views, the views of our guests are, are also our views. In this yeah, yeah. We, we might have offended your neo-Nazi no. fan base. <laughs> Fuck you, don't listen to our show. Uh, you can find me, my personal account on Twitter is Tweets by Andrew. Greatest name um, of all time. It is an old Twitter account. Also, the most recent tweets are old too. Because um, I've been struggling with Twitter for the past three years. So Same. maybe I'll get back in there. Um, so you can follow me at Tweets by Andrew. You can follow our podcast at SOSNSBSB podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. We're also on Facebook. So awesome. awesome. Check for that in the com or in the uh, show description. I'll have links to all awesome. of that down Thank there as you. well. Yeah. And uh, you can reach the show if you guys have any comments or questions or anything you need to correct that we said wrong or whatever. Tell us how great we are. You can uh, email the show at another episode podcast at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at another ep pod. That's another E P P O D. We couldn't get the full fucking name. One more epod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another ep pod. An additional epod. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, Mandy, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, Bell's Eccentric Cafe on August 6th. August 6th. 6th. <laughs> 9 p.m. downtown Kalamazoo. We'll be there. All right, awesome. guys. Awesome. Thank Thanks you so for much coming. for listening. It's and been amazing. Uh, look forward to another episode coming out soon, but we just want to add before we're done. Anyone else with a comment? <laughs> <laughs>